0: Bowling Green is known as a college town, but the lesser-known history of WKU and the city's redevelopment is something that changed the Black community. Reporter Gabrielle Bunton will give us the history and share what she learned from people who saw it happen. This is the Top of the Week podcast, a production of the College Heights Herald at Western Kentucky University. I'm Laurel Deppin. Names like Jonestown are known primarily by the WKU community as the sign that's outside of some of the athletic fields. Reporter Gabrielle Bunton wanted to look at the history of gentrification and redevelopment in Bowling Green and how it affected both WKU and the community. Gabby, thank you so much for being here.
1: You're welcome. It's glad to, I'm glad to be here.
0: So can you tell me a little bit about your reporting and what you learned?
1: Um, the reporting for that story, it showed... Uh, it really showed me like how much grit that I had and like how resilient I was in the effort to just continue going to to just get to the common goal. When it came to reporting, um, it was my first time actually using public records and I was pretty proud of myself. It did take a while, <laughs> but um, I was pretty proud of myself and I got firsthand about what the process was and it just made me want to continue um, to do things of that nature and to just keep going with stories like that.
0: So can you tell me a little bit about the specific areas that you reported on and how they've changed over the past few years?
1: Um, the first uh, community that I touched on was Jonesville and I got introduced to that community through, um, it was a event happening here on campus with the Honors College. and was a couple of honor students who done it and it was my first time hearing about it. And then I had covered another story. It was about like the name changes of the buildings. And then a person who lived in Jonesville, Angela Townsend, she actually reached out to me. She's included in the story as well. And she was just talking about um, her time there and all the documents she had. And at first, um, I was pretty hesitant about doing it because I didn't know how to approach the issue. And then finally, it was a talk about my sister with about gentrification in Bowling Green. And it was something that I... I seen the changes, but like I really didn't put a name to it. I wasn't paying attention. And then during that conversation, she had mentioned uh, Shake Rag, and that was something that I covered before. Once again, I wasn't really thinking about it. I'm just like, oh, really? So when it came to Shake Rag, um, that that was pretty big for because there was a lot of people who I went to church with, you know, who've taught me, who lived in Shake Rag. And then um, for my church, that's all that was also included in there. And when they talked about the old 7th Street, um, I just thought it was just, it was sort of like a myth, you know, just how they were describing it. And then when I finally just put it into words and sat down and actually listened and to see everything for what it was, um, I was pretty shocked, pretty shocked. And then again, with Felicia Bland and her situation and about um, that entire thing I thought that was pretty shocking as well just like how many times the city has done that and how many times just how many times has this happened and not people really not noticing what's going on you know but yeah
0: So can you kind of tell us a little bit about um what this project was like I believe it was called the Urban Renewal Project mm-hmm. Can you the, tell us a little bit about that
1: The Urban Renewal Project was um a project for WKU to expand. So upon that expansion, you know, Jonesville, where Jonesville used to be was where now WKU sporting facilities are. So, you know, and that during that time, they were in the way of the university expanding. So, you know, they bought the land, they talked with the city over and yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And so you mentioned a lot of people who had been familiar with these communities and you interviewed them. So what are some of the things that they had to say?
1: They just kept telling me about like how tight-knit it was and how how it was family. And I see that a lot within the black community, especially with um, the older generation. They would always reminisce on things like that about how close everyone was and, you know, uh, having cookouts, you know, having picnics and just walking down the street with each other, just little small things like that that I don't really see anymore. Mm.
0: um so that was so the expansion of the wku sporting facilities was over jonestown correct Mm -hmm. um so what was what happened with um, the other communities that you talked about like shake rag and things like that
1: um when it came to shake rag if i remember correctly I think, yeah, that was the urban renewal project as well. The city was expanding. So I think um, they came through from what I remember from the conversation. I'm trying to remember. I'm sorry.
0: No, you're okay.
1: I think it's the same thing that they done with Jonesville. They bought out the land. And from what they told residents, it was supposed to be something else. But then it actually turned out to be the medical center in like just the hospital and everything right there. When it came to the church, that at first... I think, okay, when it came to the church, that is when the city was planning to build the hot rod stadium, the baseball stadium, and the church was there along with like several other houses from what I was told, and they just came through, and they, they had knew about the situation beforehand, so they went ahead and just started looking for other places. Um, when it came to Felicia Bland and her neighborhood, uh, the joint neighborhood that she helped, um it was a man, I think his name was Chris Robertson, and he had told them that he was going to, once again, he was going to do something else. It was supposed to be like affordable housing for people. Then he changed the idea, and that's when they took him to, they took it to the city, and yeah, and they won. And another black couple, they bought it out. Um, I think his name is Desmond Bell, if I'm not mistaken. Desmond Bell and his wife, they bought it, and they're renewing the property. Currently? Mm-hmm
0: interesting um so you know for this project you went through a bunch of records you spoke to a bunch of people um what is your big takeaway about you know this larger issue and how it affects bowling green
1: i feel like a lot of people really don't pay attention because of it's a small town and then you have you also have to deal with the small town mindset like a lot of people are not really they don't really care to be honest you know It's just sort of like I live here, I'm dying here, it is what it is type of ordeal. And I feel like we need to get the fire back within ourselves. This is a place where we live. This is a place um, where many people live. This is where our families are. And we just can't, can't keep letting just history slip out of our hands like that.
0: Well, interesting. Gabby, I appreciate your reporting and I appreciate
1: you being here. Thank you.
0: That's it for this week's podcast. For more news, you can find The Herald in your email inbox every weekday by subscribing to our newsletter at wkuherald.com newsletter. The print edition is still available around Bowling Green and WKU's campus with new editions out every Tuesday. Thank you for listening. Top of the week will be in your feeds next Wednesday. So remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great week.